What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to help you leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we repair your credit and help you get funding. Welcome to the episode. What's up, y'all? My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. And this podcast episode ain't gonna get no edits. All right, now listen. So, updates and stuff. Um, Obviously, that's a different intro than what I usually say. Basically, I guess I've been... How do I I put it? I already said it ain't gonna have no edits, so, you know, we're gonna hear me think in real time. Um, I've been going through like a credit rebrand just because I've been getting exposed to more information. So let's even talk about um, CAT, the name CAT, right? Consumer Ammunition Tactics. When we talk about consumer, the reason why I named the company Consumer is because of the fact of consumer laws, right? I understand within credit, within this United States corporation, you know, pursuant to 28 USC 3002, as a federally protected consumer, you have the power to leverage your credit as you may. So by me saying that I'm the CEO of CAT where we uh, leverage your credit, no debit. Obviously, you know, you want to leverage your credit versus your debit. But the reason why I'm saying that, I'm not saying uh, where we repair your credit and help you get funding is because technically there's no such thing as credit repair. Like, because you can't repair Basically, based on a lot, you can't repair something that's not broken, right? It's more so um, the mindset. And and I'm referencing, um, I don't know if y'all know him, but uh, the Bureau Bullies, right? So if you don't don't know the Bureau Bullies, go ahead and follow the Bureau Bullies on IG. When we talk about the consumer laws and everything that I've been exposed to, everything that I've probably taught you guys about as far as, you know, the FDCPA, 15 USC, 1692, um, as far as FCRA, 15 U.S.C. 1681, as far as truth and lending, 15 U.S.C. 1601 and 1602, the definitions. I learned all that from the Bureau Bullies. So I had an opportunity to attend a Bureau Bullies weekend in L.A., which was, was it last week? I forgot when it was. But yeah, it was, it was like a, maybe a week or two ago. And basically, um, we, we studied the law in depth. And it was just a reminder to me about the fact that there's no such thing as credit repair. It's just being aware of these different laws, right? Because if we knew who we were, if we knew our powers, then we wouldn't technically be doing credit repair. We wouldn't necessarily be sending out these 609 letters and things like that. So when I say I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics or CAT, where we repair your credit and help you get funding. When I say that, just understand that I know what time it is. But I'm speaking from the lens of I'm talking to people that still aren't aware of the fact that credit repair isn't really a thing, if that makes sense, right? Once you study these laws and stuff and you actually know who you are, you'll realize like what I'm talking about. But yeah, I definitely recommend y'all follow the Bureau Bullies on um, IG. They have some books that breaks down the law and stuff like that. But if you're in a financial situation where you can't purchase the books, I definitely recommend just studying their entire IG page because they have everything that you need there, right? You can Google the different laws, stuff like that. So yeah, I I just say that to say as an update, I'm going through like a, I guess, credit rebrand as far as um, what I say, as far as what I'm trying to, not trying, as far as what I'm putting out there, you know what I'm saying? So 
Yeah, these are updates. If somehow this is the first episode of the Cat Podcast you're listening to, I like to update y'all on what's going on within my life, within what's happening. You know what I'm saying? You could always skip ahead. As you can see in the title, we're going to talk about how to stay at Airbnb for free, right? Leveraging credit. So um, additional update. Definitely DM me if you got questions about credit, if you got questions about, you know, leverage, things like that, because... The reason why I'm dropping this episode anyways is because I dropped a reel on my IG basically talking about how I stayed at um, Airbnb in Atlanta for free. And it was through leveraging my credit through uh, manufacturer spending, which I'm going to get into in a little bit. But um, we also have a free Facebook group where we are building. So go ahead and jump in that. And moving forward, I might have mentioned this before, but I'm working on creating like a credit membership thing through CAP. So it'll be like a membership site where you get general guidance from me and stuff like that, just to be able to just to be able to help people more efficiently, because it's it's a it's a lot to be doing, you know, one on one, one on one here and there. So stay tuned for that. If you're interested in that, DM me credit membership or something like that. Um, And then uh, final update. So, yeah, I've been I've been traveling a lot. I'm dropping this episode in June. So in the month of June, June 2021, because you might be listening to this. I don't know what year you're going to listen to it. But in June 2021, I've been traveling like a lot. I just came back from Atlanta. I was like I said, you know, I posted that reel about how I stayed in Atlanta for free. Um, my Airbnb for free. It was um, a little bit over $100 per night or something like that. Might have I forgot how much it was. But yeah, you know, hundreds of dollars. Airbnb became free. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But I was basically at um, the Formula Conference through the Circle of CEOs. If you're not familiar with that, you know, go ahead and uh, do your research. Different entrepreneur, different black entrepreneurs in Atlanta, you know, killing it, um, such as my mentor, Neo DeViso, uh, one of my mentors too, CEO, Matty J, he spoke as well. And just just a lot of just a lot of people, you know, just get into the bag out here. So, yeah, man, I was I was I was over there, got a lot of motivation, got a lot of information. But ultimately, you know, I got to execute what I was able to um, obtain. So, yeah, definitely look forward to doing that. But without further ado, you hear for the episode how I how I uh, stayed at my Airbnb for free. Like I told you, all this podcast getting no edits. So I have a little bit of notes here, but, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit off the top as well. And I'm just going to do the best I can to explain how I was able to do it because I want y'all to be able to do it too. So I was able to stay at my Airbnb for free through manufactured spending. If you don't know what manufactured spending is, I definitely recommend you can Google it as you're listening to the episode right now. If you want to pause, if you don't want to multitask, you know, do what you got to do. But manufactured spending is the best way for me to put it for y'all is it's basically turning credit to cash, right? So you're creating spending that's not necessarily spending. It's manufactured. It's it's in the word, right? We got to look at words. When we talk about law, you got to look at words. So manufactured spending, the simplest definition I can give you is it's turning credit to cash. You have a credit card, you liquidate it. You turn it to cash. Obviously, different credit cards, when you look at um, cash back and stuff like that, they come with cash back, right? So for example, let's say I spend... $10,000 on a credit card, right? Through manufactured spending. I spent $10,000. It might look like a lot, but because it's manufactured spending, I didn't technically spend it because it might be something I purchased and then I returned it. 
for the purpose of getting the reward points or for the purpose of meeting my sign-up bonuses. You know when they talk about like, oh, spend 3000 in the first 30 to 60 days or whatever to get a $300 statement balance? We use manufactured spending to make sure that we achieve that easily, right? So just, just uh, keep that in mind. So let's say I spend $10,000 through manufactured spending. What happens now is, let's say I have, um, let's use a Lion Credit Union. That's, a, that's one I want, I want y'all to be familiar with. So let's say I spend $10,000 on my Lion Credit Union card. They give you 2.5% cash back. Once I spend that, I'm going to get 2.5% cash back, which is going to be $250, right? So I got $250 for spending $10,000 that wasn't even my $10,000. So this gets into the conversation of control over ownership, which is, you know, something we'll get into later as well. But I use manufactured spending to basically stay at the Airbnb for free. That's my point. So what is this road to manufactured spending? I'm glad you asked, even though you didn't ask me. <laughs> but no, well, y'all asked me in the DMs. But anyways... So step one, you want to make sure your credit is good. What is good credit? Good credit, in my opinion, I would say it's like 700 and up. But in order for people not to be turned off, I would say like 680 and up, you know, just just start by getting there. Once you're at 680 and up, you technically have like, you know, average good credit. I believe the national average as of 2020 when I was doing research was 711 FICO. So, um... Yeah, if you're above 700, you're doing pretty well. But just if you're under 600, just get to 680 first. If you get to 680, you should have a good portfolio, you know, 100% payment history. You want to make sure your utilization rate is less than 10%. They say 30%. We don't do average, though. So make sure it's less than 10%. Make sure you have um, at least 10 positive reporting accounts. If your credit refile is, if your credit report is thin, you want to make sure you're adding um, different accounts, right? So different primaries, it could be stuff like uh, Credit Strong and um, things of that nature. Secured loans, secured credit cards, just beef up your profile. So basically, step one, make sure your credit is good. Once your credit is good, step two is you want to get personal funding, right? When I'm talking about personal funding, you know when I'm talking about um, CAT will repair your credit, help you get funding? It's the reason why I'm saying that. The reason why I'm saying that is because with your personal funding, we want to be able to stack our credit cards. So that's why I talk about these different rules like the Chase 524 rule. You can't get more than five credit cards within a 24-month period. So when we talk about credit card stacking, let's say we want to get 10 credit cards, Chase is going to be one of those cards we want to stay away from because we don't want to jeopardize that rule, right? So go to your Bank of Americas, go to your Alliant Credit Union, like I mentioned, get a Barclays card, um, and just do research on different cards and just do research on the different um, rules that they have, right? So once you get that personal funding, let's say you run up, uh, what's a, let's say, uh, let me lowball, let's say 30 to 50,000, right, in credit cards, right? Let's say maybe you get five to six credit cards and you get anywhere from like 30 to 50,000. The reason why we want a credit card stack is because it allows us to maximize how much we can manufacture spend, right? So for how I stayed at the Airbnb for free, just for what's it called? Just for transparency. It was through just one credit card. But my point is, if you have a lot of credit cards and you're doing manufacturer spending with a lot of credit cards, you're multiplying what you're able to do. Remember I said, um, what's it called? A line credit union earlier. So a line credit union, if you go get a line credit union, they give you a minimum 10K balance, right? 
you're going to get at least $10,000 limit on your personal card. So like I said, if you spend the 10000 on there through manufacturer spending, remember, remember with manufacturer spending, we're not spending our own money. We're using the credit card to buy something and then we technically um, didn't spend our own money because we returned it and we reaped the benefits of the rewards. So let's say you you use up the 2.5% on that one. You got $250 over there. You have a different card that gives you 1% cash back on the $10,000. You got $100 there. And then you have a different card. Maybe it gives you 2% back it's, and it's 10,000. Now you got 200 over there. So you see how having multiple credit cards makes it easy to start to stack up, right? So that's why we wanna make sure that we do our personal funding because it doesn't make sense to have good credit but then you're not actually leveraging it for any opportunity. If you only have one credit card and you have a very good credit score, it don't make sense, right? You want to not have all your eggs in one basket, right? So that's why I want y'all to be aware. The second step of being able to leverage this to your, the best of your ability is having um, good personal funding. So getting a lot of cards, stuff like that. And I have a blueprint on how um, I help clients get cards and stuff like that. So if you want that, you know, tap in with me. Step three. Is basically just leveraging, like how I told y'all to do it, right? Step 3.5 technically is business funding. So with business funding, and the reason why we want to do personal funding before business funding is because a lot of times your business funding is going to be dependent on your personal funding, right? If you go get a, if you go open up a business, you get a business credit card or a business line of credit, what's going to happen is you're going to be the PG or the personal guarantor for it. That's going to be, that's, that means that your personal credit is basically like co-signing it, right? Let's say you just started a business. You started um, XYZ LLC. You take XYZ LLC, you open a business checking account, you apply for a credit card. You got to use your personal, um, you got to use your personal credit to back it. So it's like you're saying, I'm co-signing for XYZ LLC. Because when you create an LLC, that's not you. That's a company that's separate from you. So you got to understand that. So just make sure your personal funding is good to where it's supposed to be. And then your business funding will be good as well. So let's say um, let's say your highest personal funding card is like a $20,000 limit. Now, when you go for business funding, they're going to look at your report and see like, oh, shoot, this person has a $20,000 limit only on one card, right? And let's say you have multiple cards like that. Then you're likely going to get accepted for higher limits of business, business funding. And the beautiful thing about business credit and business funding is the fact that you can remove the inquiry, right? Because it's not attached to you. It's attached to XYZ LLC. So you're able to remove it from your credit report and it doesn't report and everything's just all good. So just specifics of how I did it, right? In terms of how I stayed at the Airbnb for free. um, I just made sure I had all these boxes checked off, right? I made sure my credit was good, right? I made sure my credit is over um, 750s, right? I made sure that... um, I was able to get personal funding. I have good, I have a good amount of personal funding, right? Through multiple cards, right? So I have multiple options in terms of how I can leverage my credit through manufactured spending. And then um, I just leverage it. And then also, you know, I'm able to go and get business funding at a high level because I have high, high limit personal cards, right? And my credit is good. So with how I did it, like I said, I specifically used the reward points from one card. It was my Discover It card. And one thing about Discover It, I think I told y'all about it in a previous episode. One thing with uh, Discover It is that they double whatever you get in cash back after a year of you using it. So you could wait. I'm not telling you to wait a year to leverage because if you start doing manufacturer spending, you're going to get a lot of reward points anyways, assuming you're using multiple cards. 
So I took advantage of the fact that they doubled my balance. And then I was just like, okay, let me just go ahead and take that, stay at this Airbnb for free. But like I said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I have multiple cards I can leverage for the same thing. So let me give y'all an example of manufactured spending because I don't, I'm not sure if I gave y'all an example. So one example of manufactured spending that I did was, um, it's a method that we call the Dick's Sporting Goods Method. So what you would do is you're going to want to download the app called Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So download that app. Once you download the app, you want to go into it and then search for Dick's Sporting Goods. So once you go to Dick's Sporting Goods website, it's going to say like 1% activated or whatever, whatever Rakuten has at the time. So you're going to search for golf clubs. Just search for golf clubs. And then you want to filter it from highest priced to lowest. So then you might see um, a golf club that's maybe, I want to say $2,700. So if you buy like three of those, you're going to essentially spend almost $9,000, right? So buy that on your credit card that you want to liquidate, right? Buy it on your credit card that you want to um, get the reward points on. Right. So let's use Alliant. Let's use Alliant as an example. OK, so let's just say we buy golf clubs up to ten thousand dollars. Right. And we put it on our Alliant credit card. So once we buy it on the Alliant credit card, there's obviously a ten thousand dollar charge. Right. So once it actually delivers, what we're going to do is we're going to take the golf clubs back to a Dick Sporting Goods in person. Right. We're going to say something like maybe it was a gift for somebody, but they didn't like it or something. Just just give whatever reason you can give. Right. And once you return it, because you ordered it through Rakuten, they're not going to be able to track how you actually bought it, right? So what's going to happen now is they're going to be like, okay, can you insert the card that you um, used to purchase? So you're going to see like negative $10,000 on the register thing because they're returning that to you. So then you insert your debit card. Do not insert your Alliant credit card, right? Because we want to have that $10,000 balance that we're going to pay off on our Alliant credit card. So you insert your debit card and now you've liquidated that $10,000 that you spent onto your debit. It might take like maybe two to three days or something for it to appear. You know, they'll give you your receipt. As soon as it gets into your checking account, you have like $10,000 in your checking account. Take that $10,000, go pay off the Alliant $10,000 balance, right? So now what happens is Alliant is looking at it like, oh shoot, this person is using their credit card. And this is good for many reasons. It's good for the fact that you look like you're using your credit card and making high purchases, right? So when it comes to actually asking for a credit limit increase, you have a good uh, argument for why you should get a high credit limit increase. The second reason why it looks good is that you paid it off and now you're getting the reward points. Remember I said Alliant gives you 2.5% uh, cash back on up to $10,000 in purchases. So 2.5% of the $10,000, you got $250 for spending their money. You didn't spend any of your money, If you, if you, I hope you were following. So that's $250 and that's only one card. So if you do it with multiple cards, you start to see how you can essentially be living for free, right? So that was basically how I did it. I used my Discover It credit card to actually leverage it and get the reward points. So um, I just want y'all to really realize, you know, it's 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 all about control over ownership, right? You don't wanna you don't wanna own anything, but you wanna control everything. So hopefully this helps. If y'all got any questions, definitely tap in with me. Um, if this was helpful, you know, DM me, DM me. What do I want y'all to DM me? DM me manufacturer spending was helpful. <laughs> All right. Uh, DM my personal Instagram at Mike O. Benjamin, M-I-C-H-O-B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. And y'all have a blessed one.
Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with CAP. So get with CAP and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.